All right, we can cut this off early. I finished getting the thumbnail up and everything. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 30 of the All Day Sensei Sports Podcast. I'm Parker Fields here, as always, with my co-host, Donnie Menke. And uh, today we got our special guest, Tim Daniel, on once again. I think this is his fourth podcast. I want to say he's been on something like that, third or fourth. Cool. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming yeah. on. Thanks for having me, dudes. No problem, no problem. Um, today we're gonna go over both the crosstown shootout this weekend, and at the end we'll cover the uh, the Bengals game. We'll not give you this week. We'll not be as in depth with the Bengals uh, coverage and everything, just because it's been a crazy week. Uh, been a little conflicting schedules and uh, the crosstown shootouts this weekend, so we got to get a big episode up for that. But we'll still have a little Bengals talk at the end. Get some Bengals coverage on there as well. Um, but, yeah, we can get right into this Crosstown shootout game. Um, of course, if you didn't know, UC and Xavier meet up this weekend for – do you guys have any idea what number this is, how many times they've played? 90th. 90th? Yeah. The 90th Crosstown shootout uh, this year is in Fifth Third Arena, as the UC Bearcats are going to host. Uh, Cincinnati is what, on a three-game losing streak in the shootout or four? They ha- they haven't won since 2018. Yeah, three-game losing yeah, streak. So three-game three game losing streak. Um, so the, a lot of the same guys on these rosters as last year, to be honest. This is very similar rosters. few additions here, of course, Xavier has Soleil Boom now. Um, for UC, they got Landers Nolly. But uh, outside of that, like there's the obviously the freshman role players both teams picked up in the offseason. But um, it's just it's very similar rosters uh, to last year. Yeah, yep. the biggest the difference got for Xavier's got to be Sule Boom, just because of the the toughness he brings. To spot a guy who can get his own shot, can get to the foul line. Just the upgrade he provides in that area is is going to be massive. Yeah, Sule versus DeJulius is going to be the matchup of the game. Those two going at each other is going to be yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, because DeJulius out there. I mean, he had some moves the last game I was at versus NJIT. Like, he might he might be the most skilled player out there, either team, just strictly, like, skills-wise. That dude has a lot of moves in his bag. <laughs> a lot. He, he's a really nice player there. And he's he's made some strides this year, like, working on uh, uh, efficiency. He's definitely gotten more efficient this season, which has helped. His individual numbers have been a lot better this year. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's really good. He's their best shot to win every night, so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what do you guys think are some keys to this game? How hot is UC from three? I think that's based they're by far their best chance to win is just go say fourteen or twenty eight from three or something like that. Like that's you gotta get ridiculously hot. I'm saying you gotta get like ridiculously yeah. hot on a high volume, I think, to to really have a shot here. So Donnie's saying a wing and a prayer here is what his name is. I I respect their offensive firepower, but Xavier is more battle-tested. They've got the better coach. They, Nunji is a better matchup or better player than Lockin. Like that'll, they'll they'll wipe out Lockin. Colby and Nolly is going to be another really interesting matchup, but Landers Nolly is kind of off in his own little world half the time. So like he just needs to be scoring to be effective. And to Julius first boom, like that's they're they're so good they might actually cancel each other out too. It's just you need to you need to shoot well from three, I think, is their best chance. Fourteen I think or twenty eight is uh, ridiculous, I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that's pretty high. Twenty six warriors out here. Too, too much NBA last night. Just too much yeah. NBA last night. Yeah, that's the NBA <laughs> they, that last night there. If UC takes fifteen threes in this game, I'll be shocked. 
I mean, but uh, makes or takes? Takes. Oh, they'll chuck them up, Tim. Tim, they chuck them up. <laughs> they might yeah, not make them, up. but they'll they'll get the shots up. So I'm really curious because there's been reports coming out after uh, Sunday that Jeremiah's had to play with a mask, and I guess he's getting pretty, pretty. It's very uncomfortable for him. Um, after the Bryant injury. So yeah. if he's playing in a mask, you know, is he going to be able to focus in this game? Is he going to be able to kind of do his thing? Like he's obviously going to be game. He's game every night. Um, he's always going to play him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very up and down. Don't get me wrong. But I think that's going to play a part. But for Xavier, it's what do you get from, you know, you know what you get from their starting five every game, basically. Yeah. They're all double-digit scorers. They're all really, I mean, they're a pretty efficient team. Colby Jones is a Swiss army knife when it comes to, you know, being on the court, he can do a little bit of everything for you, especially this three point shooting streak. He's been on has been unbelievable, but what about when Xavier's got to depend on Jerome Hunter? And I think my prime example of that is, I know he picked up four fouls. He was tremendous in the West Virginia game. He was, he was yeah. awesome. Uh, what good he did, he was really good. In the, he was really good in the Gonzaga game. Um, you know, yeah. he wasn't so good in the Duke game, but that was just because like they're Duke and, I know they're not the Duke of old, but they're still Duke. Um, and he was, you know, so like, can they keep the streak going where he's played these last three games where he's been awesome? Um, and, you know, like if they get, you know, if Sule picks up fouls, you know, how much can they count on Desmond Claude in this game? Uh, I think that's going to be really interesting because I think Desmond's as talented as it gets. You're seeing the game slow down for him. I think he's going to be a tremendous player. Um, but this is, you know, this is going to be a little different for him. This is going to be yeah. his first time experiencing a true road atmosphere where no one wants him to succeed in that in that gym except for his teammates and his coaching staff. So I'm really excited to see how he responds to all that. Yeah. Uh, for me, a big thing that I think is going to be a huge difference in this game is shot selection for UC. A lot of times, it's not like these guys can't shoot and hit open threes. The problem is they take some bad shots sometimes, and they take a lot of in-transition, hurry-up, 25-foot threes. Like Davenport especially has a tendency to, you know, get a dribble handoff from DeJulius in transition and pull it from 25 feet out because they have that little – uh they got that little transition set that they do where uh, DeJulius or whoever the ball handler is will bring it up. You go to the dribble handoff, obviously, to get a driving lane or to get a shot. But uh, they force a lot of those those threes in transition sometimes. And they're they not do. the best hitting them, honestly. And I think that's where they'll get in trouble. And that's where Xavier could go on a run if this game is close for a while. And then Xavier could go on a little run and pull away if, if you start taking bad shots like that. Because, I mean, it's a five-point swing. If you go take a long three, long rebound, get a layup for Xavier, that's – that's that's not a good thing, and uh, I think Cincinnati will really have to clean up their shot selection if they want to have the ch a chance. And uh, if they can do that, I think they will have a shot. But if they take the shots that I've seen them take a lot of this season, then they're going to struggle offensively. I agree with that. I'm really curious. Big... What were you going to say? Go ahead, Donnie. I can get my point later. I was say I think I think that's a big discipline thing because Xavier's defense isn't very good. Like, they're getting better, but they're still not very good. So if you just stay patient and don't chuck up those transition threes, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to score. What's weird, though, is they're good when they lock in. Like, it's not like – like there's definitely times when they, like, take defensive possessions yeah. off. Um, but when they lock in, like, if you look at the last nine minutes of the West Virginia game, 
They were yeah. really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at, um, you know, the first half of the Indiana game, really good. But it's like they occasionally, it's like, it's like they're so up and down with the defense. And I think a lot of that's just communication. And that happens quite a bit. Um, you see a lot of guys get backdoor cuts on them or get open in the corner because they didn't get back in transition. Um, but Cincinnati on that same point, like, you know, they've built that program on defense and their defense is not very good either. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of shocking, honestly, because how long they are, how physical they are. I would think that they'd be a better defensive team, but they like are kind of taking the Xavier end of it, right? Where they're like just chucking up shots and, Cincinnati can yeah. score, but they can't shoot. So it's like they get the paint. They're pretty darn good. But if you need them to go knock shots down, they're in trouble. Yep. Agree with it's all that. I love about those Under Armour balls, man. I'm telling you. Like those Under Armour balls. <laughs> I know. No teams wearing Under Armour uniforms and stuff can shoot. I swear. Hot no, take. can shoot. That's true. That's true. It's just those balls. I don't know. They're just so clunky and ugh. I don't know. UC needs yeah. to get back to Jordan Brand ASAP. ASAP. I bet you their stream percentages will go up like that quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Florida, Florida can't seem to shoot. Telling you though, it, it, there's something Florida about that. Sucks. I, I I do think there is something about to like not not like the shooting, but to players like nobody wants to play in an Under Armour uniform. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Year. You, you don't, don't want to play that. Yeah. And I do think I do think it does uh affect like recruiting and stuff, and I seriously think that is true. I don't I agree. like that's, I don't that's think you're wrong. true in my yeah. opinion. I mean, I know like if I was getting recruited from a top school, my decision would be are you Nike or Jordan brand? Because if you're under armor, I will not be attending that school unless you're by far my best offer. I would not be attending, seriously. That's yeah, just me. I mean it's under Armour is just not where it's at. Like you see, oh, the Jordan Brand, those, those Kenyon Martin Jordan era was was. They haven't been Jordan like, Brand in a long time, though, right? It's been yeah, a while since Huggins left. Yeah, while. yeah, because yeah. they were yeah. they were in those they were in those horrific uh, Adidas t-shirt era. Adidas uniforms. Yeah, those Adidas those? uniforms. Were like ten tournament, like ten years ago. Yeah, they're freaking. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. They were Notre Dame wore those same unis. <laughs> Yeah, they so did. They, they, they were the green ones, right? That just they were awful. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are bad. Who else? UCLA yeah. wore them before UCLA is at Jordan Brand now. That was the year like, Louisville won the yeah. title. Yeah. And those god awful jerseys. Yeah. Dude, yeah. mm-hmm. good thing we can forget that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since it doesn't count. <laughs> I thought I saw something. I thought it was coming back now. Really? I can, when I saw something that they're gonna like hang up their banner again, maybe they I'm. They should. They should. They got nothing else this year. Yeah. I, yeah, I think but, they should do it. It didn't affect basketball. Yeah. I think it, yeah. If if Fantasy and Newman were healthy for this game, would that be, would that change your your outcome? No. Like at all, or would that just make it a smaller margin? I, I don't even else? think it would be a smaller deficit. Really, I think it would be really? about. The, I don't think either of them are. Well, I mean, like they're honestly, I don't ball defenders. I don't 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 hate me for this, Rob Finnessy. I think he has hurt UC more than he's helped since he's gotten there. Like on the court, at least, maybe he's a good leader and stuff. On the court, he really hasn't done much. <laughs> like I've watched a good amount of their games. He, he he's not hitting, knocking down shots really at all. 
he's, he's got like, 15 points on 24 not, shots and 150. Yeah, he's just not doing that. much. Like he's not like he's out there turning the ball over constantly and everything like that. But he's just not out there really making plays. He's not helping or hurting them he, really. He does have almost a four to one assist to turnover ratio. Like he's got 29 assists and five turnovers. Yeah. Or 19, sorry, 19 assists, five turnovers. He's just. Not I think. Uh, I think they might actually be better with um, Daniel Skillings. He's pretty good. Oh, he's definitely got more long-term upside for sure. Yeah. For and sure. Josh Reed. Josh Reed's really good. Like, yeah. Josh yeah, Reed's going to be an awesome UC group. player. Yeah. He's yeah. Forced to group. I don't yeah, know what it is. That, I don't know what it is that UC just constantly gets better recruits than Xavier, though. I don't, I don't know what that is, though. Why do you? Yeah, think? but like, what's what's the development look like? If Xavier's been better, like that's what I'm saying. If Xavier's been better in recent years, why do you think UC still constantly gets like four star recruits in each class? I think a lot of it is well, the brand. The brand, yeah. The brand of Under Armour. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily Under Armour, but like. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just saying. Those sixties, man. Those those sixties national title banners. They mean. Uh, here's some man. Xavier Homerism, though. <laughs> It's, it is always funny in. to me. Like, I love the rivalry. Um, I think it's a blast every year. This is my favorite week of the year. Um, I'm actually kind of like glad that neither team had a game all week. It's kind of made yeah. it like more fun to look forward to it. Yeah, because we didn't have to watch like uh, Charlotte Southern versus. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But like, um, you know, the one thing that always cracks me up is when, like, you know, like Johnny kind of joked about when they're like, you know, we've got national championships, we've got Final Fours, and it's like, okay, like, cool. Like, since 2000, you know, you guys yeah, have played in two Sweet Sixteens. Why should I care? Yeah. Right. Like, you guys have played in two Sweet Sixteens. Xavier's, like, what, 11 of the last 18? Like, it's not like it's been close. Um, yeah. But... I just think that, you know, a lot of people do recognize DePaul and I think that helps a lot. It was like recruiting and, but like, you know, the player development's kind of a like big conversation. I think if you go to Xavier, um, you may not be a one and done by any means, but you're going to make money playing pro ball somewhere, whether it's the NBA, the G league, the pro like overseas. I mean, Najee's a great role player for the, yeah. Yeah, Najee's a great role player player for the number one team in the West right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their Xavier's player development since well, let's just go since Huggins left as as like our time frame since Huggins left. Xavier has been better with putting players on the pro in the pros, but I also think they're just better at identifying the guys who are going to get to that level. That's where I think. Yeah, I think Sean over anybody from Xavier (laughs) in that era. That dude was nice. I still, Samaj. I still think that dude should have had a role in the NBA longer. Yeah, give me Samaj in that one. I'll yeah, take Sean Patrick. Some... No nope. way, man. I'll take Sean. No Patrick. way. Maybe it's. It's, I love Sean. it's close. I love. It's Sean. close. It is close, but give me Samaj, man. Samaj played Samaj in the NBA is for a while. Different. He's different, man. Wait, whoa, yeah. wait, wait, hold up, Donnie. He played in the NBA. Just he only played in the NBA like a year, maybe two. Samaj no, was not. He was in there longer than that. No, nah, he was only. That was a year. It was only a year. Yeah, Kilpatrick played in the NBA longer than Samaj. Kilpatrick played for a few teams. Played for the one Mets, year. Bulls. No, I think it was like three or four years. He I played for the say. Bulls for like ten games. He was on the Nets yeah, for like I, a whole I was misremembering. He was on the Nets was, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, he had yeah, a couple. Yeah, there's no dogging. He's having a great overseas career now too. So, 
Kilpatrick. Yeah, Kilpatrick played. Samaj, man. If you're across if talking one on one, give me Samaj. Samaj is a better athlete. Kilpatrick. I'll take Kilpatrick. We oh, saw Trey because if we're just talking best team player, we're give me Trey. Give me Blue. Don't give He's nah, not missing. Trey's not I don't. Missing. I don't know if it's if it's TBT Trevon Blewett, or then I'm not taking him at all. If it's college Trevon Blewett, yeah. No, we said, <laughs> yeah. I because yeah, no. If you're talking a lot of shape since since the college days of it, it's looking like. <laughs> just gonna say that Jennings works. Mac Jennings, Matt Jennings worked his magic there. That was that yeah. was that, that really shot hasn't trade. gone away though. <laughs> no, no, the no. shot has not gone away. Nope. No, but no. um, yeah, no, that's part. But that's what we're are like. How many Xavier players are going to come to your mind for that argument versus how many UC players are going to come to your mind for that argument? Like, yeah, it would just be like Phil Patrick and Jaron Cumberland, maybe like as the top players from this time frame. Yeah, and Trey then Xavier in the same Trey time Scott frame did some good Scott. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, but is he really we on the level like, of like a Trey or a JP? Yeah, I think we're talking like, like a one-on-one game or something. Or like a Nashi not or, yeah. Or yeah. even a Scruggs. I always love Trey Scott. I'll never say a bad thing about Trey Scott, so. Who would have, who would have, no, these so, are nice guys. Who would have picked, though, that... Except uh, for maybe Jaron. He was always nice to me when I worked out with him at Griffin Elite. He was always super nice to me. I don't know how I was towards like the media members, but he was always super cool with me, like, because uh, he'd like... He work out. Jaren Cumberland? yeah. He would always like he, he at Griffin Elite. He'd train with me sometimes and everything, and he was. He's super not nice. a nice dude off the court. He's not. He's not a nice dude. Yeah. Um, let's bring this back a little bit here. Let's let's. Yeah, bring, bring it, it back. back bring in. it back. Yeah. Yeah, Donnie was getting like serious on that. <laughs> the Jaron Cumberland. <laughs> I'm just anyway. Um, not saying Xavier dude's perfect either, but we're getting away from the main point, which is, I don't know how much like. You see, I feel like has to have a lot of things go right to win this game. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that for sure. Like, I definitely. They, think I get they're at home, and I get it's their first like sold out like their crowds since 2018, and they're introducing the new football coach and all of that. But it just feels like Xavier's got an advantage in talent, and they've got an advantage on the sidelines with Sean Miller. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and just look, they can score. I mean, they're they have yeah. like three three level scores on their team. Yeah, they're on a lot of they're like, you know, both teams are six and three, but it's a very different six and three. Um, yes, you see, like playing Arizona and Ohio, Ohio State. State. Really. That's really it. Xavier's yeah. played they, five I mean, top thirty teams. Local, yeah, Xavier's played like Xavier's had a like I said before, they're much they're much more tested to this point. It's, it, and they it, realistically, yeah. you look at their losses; they probably should have won all three. And they finally got the over the hump game. with West Virginia. I'd give them the Gonzaga game, and who else did they lose no, to? But, Indiana. They should have won Indiana. They should have won. They should have won. They should have won. In my opinion, Duke. I'm I don't go know. They should have won Duke because what? How many other games is Nunji going to go one of thirteen? Yeah, the but I'm saying goes based four on what happened in the game, there was no like. Like, like, I mean, I'm not taking like just having a bad shooting day as they should have won, is what I'm saying. I just think Fremantle just had a lot of trouble. Phil Kalski. I'm, I'm just, I'm basing it off of yeah. like what, like, what happened in the game, and then like, like, like the well, yeah, Indiana was, game, like they let that slip through their fingers, like they had that game. Like, they yeah, I mean, Kunkel missed the layup at the 
Kunkel not even that. They had that in control the whole game until the end, really. They should have won that. Wasn't they even winning like, most of the second two, half? Minutes. Yeah, they I'm were. Sorry. Trace Jackson Davis was pretty unstoppable in that game. He was. He was. But, um, yeah, so I'm just saying, if Xavier probably should have won all three of those games, even if you you can argue the Duke one. But they, they were winning. They were beating Gonzaga pretty good until the last few minutes. And then so Indiana Gonzaga they, like, slipped miss. through the fingers. Yeah. In UC's losses, man, Northern Kentucky controlled that game. Arizona controlled yeah, that's that game. Loss. Ohio State controlled that game. Like, there's just – The AKU loss is a bad loss. That's a they really struggled against one. Cleveland State. They they were close against Eastern Kentucky for way too long. I'll give Cleveland them they did State, look better against NJIT and Bryant. For a while. I thought Cleveland State was going to win that game for a while. I was there and, like – I mean, I was telling some of the UC guys before the game, like, this game was going to be close. And they were telling me, oh, I pre- Neil told me on his podcast he predicted a 40 point win. I was like, 40? I was like, Neil, 40? <laughs> he was like, yeah, 98 uh, 58 or something. I was like, I don't know about that. And then it yeah, ended up being Cleveland State was winning. Up you until, got Cleveland like, State score, right? <laughs> the problem yeah. is UC scored. 30 less points than he predicted. Yeah. But they, they did look better against NJIT and Bryant. I'll give them that. They, they definitely looked better in those games. It just. Well, Bryant was down six guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did Eddard play? I don't, I don't watch that game. Who is this guy? No. Why does everyone bring him up all the time? I have no idea who he is. He was just serious. St. Peter's. Seriously, you don't know who he is? Yeah, I don't care. He was the dude for the, with the mustache on St. Peter's who was getting buckets in the tournament last year. The one who got oh, an okay. NIL deal off two games. Yeah, he had a he has a B-Nubs <laughs> NIL deal. Oh, that guy. Okay, who cares? Yeah. I was just wondering, did he play? I don't think he played much. I, I, I'm not Small white guy, word. 25. Mustache. <laughs> I knew that game was going to be a blowout, so I watched the Kentucky-Michigan game while I was working. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> That one was way closer than I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, Difference. looking at it, Eater played 26 minutes. He went two of eight and scored seven points. Okay. So. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. He scored seven points? Oh, shit. I'll remember that. <laughs> I, yeah, Bryant was down a few guys. Um, NGIT is not good. At, like No. It's just – my, my worry is that my worry is that UC's had too soft of a schedule leading into the game. Like yeah. Xavier knows yeah. how to handle a team with UC's talent level. I don't know that UC knows how to handle a team with Xavier's talent level. Yeah, I think Maui was a good experience for Cincinnati, um, but in a, you know Arizona is obviously a really good team, and I know it's a game that's brought up a lot. That's one of the things where the score doesn't tell the whole story of the game. Um, and look, I'm not here to Arizona knock UC by any means. Out, yeah. I'm not here to knock that knock UC at all. Like I respect both programs. Um, but I just think what it comes down to is like, you know, with Cincinnati's defense, um, Xavier's so successful with Kunkel, that dribble hand off at the top of the key, come off the screen, making space, getting the shot. And he's done it all year. He's had his best, he's had his best shooting season for sure since he got to Xavier so far. Um, you know, is UC gonna be disciplined enough to one, fight over those screens? to stay out of foul trouble while doing it. Um, Parker, you can attest to this better than both of us. You know, like that's not an easy play as a defender to fight over a dribble handoff 
And no. I don't know how they'll be able to handle that necessarily. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I think this game is really going to come down to the difference in the paint scoring. I think Fremantle and Nunji are going to have their way, honestly, like truly. I think that's going to be the biggest difference. I think their guards are very similar, can cancel each other out a little bit because UC's got some very nice guards. I think the difference of these two teams is the big men down low. I think Fremantle and Nunji are just – a lot, a lot better than Lockin and whoever you put out there. I mean, like whether it be a Nick Pay or Odie, please not Jared Hensley. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I don't know. Um, yeah, I agree. I think you know, I think this is a game where you're gonna have to use a lot of Odie Oguama just because his size against Fremantle. Yeah. Um, I do think Fremantle is like a little bit more skilled. Don't be wrong. Um, but Odie is probably going to be their best bet on him in this game. You only give Fremantle a little on the skilled department? I have to be respectful, I, Parker. Okay, I can't. Skilled department? Because Odie can play defense, don't get me wrong, but the skilled? <laughs> it's not close. I, 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 see, I'll just – I'll sling it. I don't care. I, I, he's – I don't think it's close, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Fremantle is obviously a better player. Um, yeah. But – yeah, I think that that's gonna be your best bet. Um, I don't know. I just, I just kind of come back to. And again, this is not me trying to talk bad about anybody. You have a draft. Both rosters are lined up. What point do you take the first Bearcat player? Third, maybe. So Colby I'm taking Jack and Colby Fremantle. I mean Colby Nunji Fremantle. Um. I take Sule, and then that point there, it's David or Kunkel, and that's when it's like, okay, so no, definitely to Julius over Kunkel, in my opinion, for sure. That yeah, yeah. I, I so five. I, don't forget I, I'd give him though too. I wouldn't. I probably. I, wouldn't. I might take the Julius third, maybe Johnny, fourth. After after watching him all season so far, I was a lot higher on him after game one than I am now. He uh he takes some bad shots sometimes, some real real bad shots sometimes, and he struggles. Yeah, but with like, if he gets going, there's nothing you can do to stop him. Like maybe you just want that pure scoring, yeah. just just in case because like that's what you see is gonna need. Like yeah. maybe that's that's why I might take him. I Tim. wouldn't take him over. I take him after Boom. I probably take him fifth. Yeah, after Boom and to Julius. Tim, I want to do a. So you take him sixth then, because. He had to join us at five. I wanted to ask you though, Tim, how does Sean uh, ask like answer questions in the presser and stuff? Like, what's Fantastic. his style? Because uh, Wes reminds me so much of listening to Russell Wilson. He gives you the prototypical coaching answer every single time. He will never slip up. Ever. <laughs> He's got that uh, shit. Gobble their behinds might be a slip up. <laughs> yeah, but like um, a lot of time, it's like. He's really just like locked in on the answers. They're very just he's like, very he's Roy Williams. Up. You know, he very. learned from he learned from the best. Yeah. Uh Sean's yeah. good because like Sean's really good at um giving you what you want in your answer. It's very like lengthy. It's very um full of detail. I, I think he's fantastic to work with. I have a lot of you know, I really enjoy pressers with him. And He's like, he's really, you know, his basketball intelligence is through the roof. I love the way he handles rotations. Uh, the Indiana game, 
I think that was sole, the sole reason they were in it because they had all these guys in foul trouble. But he knew the exact moments to use who and when. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a. I, I really think he's great. I really enjoy working with him. Um, I don't know if he knows my name necessarily, but he answers all my questions, so that's all I care about. Hey, he'll know your name soon enough. <laughs> well, actually, no, maybe not because yeah. you're going to be gone. Now he's going to forget you by the time you get back. <laughs> sure, I your name, Parker. Wait, wait, Parker, Parker aged. What happened? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, uh, I, hey, Tim, we got the same aesthetic. Dark hair. <laughs> I have a beard, though. Yeah, you can actually grow a beard. I can't. That, that's where that's where the Parker age thing comes in, is the beard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the beard is <laughs> age. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys want to give your Crosstown shootout score predictions before we get into the Bengals, let's hear it. Um, Tim, you want to go first? Yeah, I went 80-70, uh, Xavier. Um, just more or less, I think I think fifth third is going to matter a little bit in this game, but not a whole lot. Um, I don't necessarily think that 80-70 is going to be close per se, but Xavier's inability, Xavier sometimes has those lengthy scoring droughts, those two, three bit of scoring droughts. And I just think at the end of the day, you know, like we've all talked about, that talent level of those, you know, the first four for Xavier alone being Colby, Fremantle, Sule, and uh, Nunji is just going to be too much, um, regardless if it's Kiki or or Conkle that starts. So I think 80-70 Xavier, but I think that uh, they're going to probably be one of those things where they're up 14, 15 points with six minutes to go, and Cincinnati makes a little bit of a run at the end. You you guys really think it's only going to be three and a half, the spread? I said four and a half. I think that they're going to give I, the benefit of home. Okay. I, I think it'll be closer to, to the Ken Palm projection than that. Um, that's my only reason. It's just they seem to like Ken Palm. I just feel like it should be higher. <laughs> like, like I should yeah. be at like seven and a half. But maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, it go ahead, be, But um, I think that it's going to be a little closer than that. I feel like this is going to be a game where you see they're going to come out juiced and they're going to come out ready and they might hit some early threes to kind of change how the game needs to be played. I still think whatever the line is, Xavier eventually covers because I'm going with uh, 77-71. It's just I think Xavier's offense, with UC missing those two perimeter defenders, it's going to to cause issues because they, they – they struggle on defense as it is for for what they are, and then Xavier's offense is their strength. I just i I know it's at home. I know all the the factors that go into that. I just think Xavier's too talented to to I lose agree. this game. They need they need to win it. It'd be a yeah. bad loss if they lost. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna go seventy seven to 66 Xavier wins. I think like Tim said, I kind of think the same thing. I could see this definitely being a 14, 15 point game. Xavier or UC goes on a little run late, cuts it to six or eight. And then Xavier pulls away at the end, makes some free throws to really seal Cincinnati's fate. But uh, yeah, that's what I can see for this game. But um, I just don't think Sean's going to let them lose. Really? That's yeah. That's yeah. I don't. Sean very much is happy to be back in this rivalry. <laughs> watched. I watched his press conference earlier this morning. Crazy, it used to be Huggins and Sean he's locked in as the he two coaches in. in this rivalry. Yeah. yeah, I mean the way he like called the West Virginia game 
when he was like, look, we can't turn the ball over or we're in trouble. When they were turning the ball over, they were down 13. When they weren't turning mm-hmm. the ball over, they won by 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, but, um, he's so smart. It's really impressive. Yeah. Oh, the level of detail he gets. And I don't even think he thinks it's that much detail. I really don't yeah. know if he thinks that because it's, he, he does. He he understands it pretty well. I think Wes understands the game extremely well, too. It's just you can tell Miller's experience is there. I think Wes will be the guy that makes you see a competitive program again. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I still fully believe in Wes's ability there. I do, too. Um, hearing Travis talk about Wes was really cool. And, like, uh, it'll be in my article. It's out later this week. But Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Yeah, check that out on 48 Minutes Network. <laughs> it's dot com, right? <laughs> you write for the site. You know I'm I mean? making sure it's, <laughs> I'm making sure it's just dot com. I didn't know if it was like dot org. I'm not positive on that. I mean, it's I dot com. Yeah. I don't know. I we don't. Know. We don't spare expenses when it comes to URLs. Okay. I I just wanted to make sure it wasn't dot org. Um, but yeah, or dot we net. Can, we can get right into the Bengals game. Tim's first time talking Bengals on here. Have you Not talked Bengals on a podcast though? You have, right? Years ago. Years really? ago. Like, it's been a long time. Like, this is like Andy Dalton. This is probably around or this is um Steelers meltdown playoff game was like the last time. Okay, so, like, uh, so it's it's been a while. It's been yeah. seven years. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's pretty much almost Tim's Bengals podcast virginity here. Um, as we get as we get into this, um, the Bengals, of course, have a big matchup this weekend versus the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have uh, owned the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit uh, in recent years, and uh, Joe nice Burrow still not beat them. He's zero and five. I want to say, or is he zero and four? He's zero and four. Zero and four. He missed one last game, right? five. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's definitely going to be a big matchup. We, me and Donnie have talked about it before. The Browns pretty much do everything well that the Bengals struggle at, and that's really where this problem has occurred. Donnie, what was the stat you gave me earlier about Miles Garrett's uh, like jump he's time? Got, he's got the fastest get off in the NFL at 0.7 seconds per pass yeah. rush. Like that, when jo- credit to Jonah Williams, he's looked a lot better since the bye, but that's still incredibly tough to deal with as a tackle. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the Bengals are definitely going to have to protect Burrow if they want to win this game. I mean, that that Monday night football game was just ugly, 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 ugly. All three phases looked bad, honestly, and it just it was it was a rough game. The Browns, yeah. of course, have Deshaun Watson back. Um, we'll, we'll see what he looks like this weekend. Maybe he was just rusty last week and he returns to his old form. Hopefully not for our sake, but uh, hopefully he looks like last week Deshaun Watson and not 2020, 2019 Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but, uh, after after 700 days off, I think he's going to need more than a week. To yeah, back. Hey, don't jinx us. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to this matchup. It's just the Browns. I don't know something. Can we get over the hump versus the Browns this week? Because the Browns got our number, like we got the Chiefs' number. My thing with that is like just avoid that downward spiral where everything is slanch and top of each other because that's what happened in Cincinnati last year and that's what happened in Cleveland on Monday night. Like, yeah, it was picked six I mean. by Denzel Ward last year, I remember. And then, yeah. 
just okay. just avoid the snowball and get out to that early lead, in my opinion. Like that's what you need to do. Yeah, because the one game last year obviously was just um was just Burrow and everybody sad. All the starters sat because we had already clinched the play the division. Yeah, week eighteen was game. yeah can kind of yeah that, one I forgot that one. Counts. But they played, played like good. pretty well. Like they actually like yeah they were still played pretty, pretty well. The game for how, yeah. yeah for how little they had yeah. yeah. I'm not half paying attention to that one. <laughs> I think I'm watching some other games. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't really locked in on the Bengals Browns backups. Yeah, I was paying attention to who would they be playing in round one. I was like watching that. Yeah, that's more what I was worried about. I was like, please not the Patriots, so, please not the Patriots. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I think the Chargers were in until the last minute, and I was like, I do not want to hear about a Herbert versus Burrow playoff. I don't yeah. need this. Like and I just didn't want Belichick to be Burrow's first playoff matchup. Yeah. I'm not worried I about was that. Fine with Derek Carr and the Raiders. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out pretty well. I was there. Yeah. It's my favorite Bengals game I ever attended in my life. Yeah, definitely <laughs> that one. Definitely that one. For sure. But um, get back to this week. Um, the like you were talking about, Parker, the, the Browns are just really good at stuff the Bengals defense sucks at. Like the Browns are like a top five team in, in rushing the shotgun. The Bengals are like 25th. They're Browns are top 10 in design runs and rushing works the light box and outside the tackles. They just have an elite running game. And the Bengals against all the stuff the Browns do well in the rushing game are not that good. They're like bottom 10 in most of it as a defense. Yeah. So that just makes it tough. That's why you need to get out to this early lead, in my opinion. I'm taking a look at the stats from last game. Yeah, last game, I mean, we couldn't even attempt to get a ground game going because we were down so early, like eight carries for 27 yards from Mixon. I mean, does it show how many times he was targeted in the flats? Because I feel like it was about 74 times. It feels <laughs> like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he had seven receptions for 32 yards. So probably around 10 targets. I didn't see the targets yet. I'm just looking at it, like just straight off Google. The stats right here. Gotcha. Hang on. Let me, let me, put I'm not, I'm not on ESPN or anything. Chris Evans had a catch ESPN. for 26 yards. Chris Evans had like the biggest play of the first half that game for them. Yeah, like, yeah, like his first play, and then they didn't play him anymore. The stud Trent, Trent Irwin with two catches for 27. Love Trent Irwin. Mixon had nine targets. He had the most on the team. Yeah. He had the most in the game. Mari Cooper led the Browns with seven targets. So what's the status on him? I know they said he didn't practice. As far as I know, he's still good to go. Yeah, and Denzel Ward I know is questionable. Yeah, looks like he's yeah. It says hip doesn't practice Friday. Expects to play Sunday. Okay, so probably have to be have something go wrong. Because also, like, think about they got to win out damn near to make the playoffs. So they're every game is a playoff game from here on out for the Browns. Like they they got to win out for real. I mean, maybe could get in with nine wins, but it would be tough. Like for them to actually be confident in getting in, they'd have to win ten games. Yeah, and it, yeah, that means they've got to <laughs> win out at this point. Because, and I think, honestly, it's going to be tough to do this weekend. There's a whole lot that Cincinnati wants. They want to try to take back that division lead because Baltimore is playing Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Burrow, you know, Burrow is tired of seeing that 0-4. Yeah. You know, win. And this crowd is going to be on it. Like, it'll be almost as loud as the Chiefs game in there. Yeah. Because they don't – they want this dub bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. It's going to be a lot for Cleveland to overcome. Yeah. And um, I just – my big thing with this is I just – I hope 
I really do hope the Bengals can stop the run game. If they can stop the run game, I'm really confident that they can win this game. Seriously, yeah. if they can do that, I'm confident. Well, this is my very little non-expertise football opinion here, but they've been a lot better with it when they needed to be. If you look at the last, like, since that game, um, I know Isaac Pacheco had, like, a nice rushing touchdown Sunday. That dude but... <laughs> Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player. He's, um, yeah, he's a good running back, yeah. Yeah, so, but, like, you know, Najee Harris didn't really do much until the game was over. Um, really, if anything, I got to go remember. I think, I think he, had he had a cool he had a cool touchdown where he jumped over Jesse Bates and it ended up not mattering. And um, that's another one. Is Jesse Bates going to, like, exist in this game? Will we, like, know that he's on the field besides yeah. just seeing his number? But, yeah, I think, like, you know, the way Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson have played since they, like, since Logan Wilson's been back is definitely promising. Having DJ Reader back, who they didn't have in this game the first time, that's promising. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Hubbard has been tremendous. Career he's, year. He's been, yeah. I always thought he would just be like this really good player that they like, would bring in rushing downs and he'd be able to get some stouts, but he's like developed into like a three down D lineman. And it's like yeah. a lot of fun to watch. I always talk about the fact like his stats do not tell the impact he has. Right. That's a lot of times, and you're like, I could have sworn he has more sacks than that. Like right. I always say that. Like I'm always like, he only has five that dude sacks. Like I swear, every game, once a game, you hear Hubbard sack. Like I swear, but he only has. It's five funny half. because, like, like you said, it's five and a half, but it's like Mahomes. Yeah, like, like good. The quarterback the good did quarterback have a sack against face. Cleveland the first time. He didn't or did? He did. He did have a sack the first time they faced Cleveland. Was Trey yeah, out that was, was that when Trey was hurt that first game? Is that the game Trey got hurt in? That Trey, I think, got hurt. That was the game of Wuzier towards ACL. I remember yeah. that. Which Wuzier Hendrickson got hurt too. Yeah. You're That's right. right. Yeah. Okay. He did. Yeah, didn't have Reader. Chase's first I'm game. Excited. Out. Somebody else, I could have sworn, yeah, Chase was out. I swear somebody else went down that game, but then ended up being fine. I can't remember though. Uh, there was, linebackers. Right. Or was it Dax? Did Dax hurt his shoulder? It wasn't Dax, it wasn't no, Dax, Dax got burned pretty bad by Amari Cooper. In that game, yeah, but that's yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, I'm excited to see Cam in this game. I think, like, for everything, like, Cam is like basically like learning on the job, and he's become a really yeah. good run stopper, especially yeah. like in that yeah. nickel corner, taking that Mike yeah. Hilton approach. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's one actually key to this game that they didn't have last time is Cam Taylor Britt. And he's a really good run defender. He lays he out the boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got a couple of nice hits on Derrick Henry. Like, he is not afraid to yeah. get in there. I mean, he made the play like that, that, like, stopped Derrick Henry from scoring a touchdown. So Exactly, yeah. He, oh, dude, that, fun, that force fumble was ridiculous. I still don't know how he got there in time. Yeah, but, he's impressive. Yeah, and he's coming along pretty well. It just I think that <clears throat> I think that's actually could be pretty important because Wuzier is not as much of a run defender as Taylor Britt is. I agree. And Apple, the way Apple played last week, I think he can be fine on Amari Cooper. I really do. If yeah, he yeah. like he did last week. Yeah. He'll be he'll be fine. He won't allow 25 yards catch again, I don't think. What does this world come to? Eli Apple, cornerback one. (laughs) (laughs) Actually been holding up okay, too. I'm kind of pleasantly surprised. He's not that terrible. It's just he talks shit like he's Ramsey out there when he's really just average. Ramsey's not (laughs) even Ramsey. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he talks shit um, like Prime Ramsey. <laughs> what do you think they'll do with Mitchell Wilcox in this game since he's going to be TE1? Do you think it's a lot of just like chipping Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney to help out the tackles? I hope so. Do you so. think like yeah, he gets so. like, he gets like five or six targets? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. He's not a yeah, terrible I, pass. I, I mean, he has some pretty big he's catches not a terrible. in the Chiefs game. He can catch he's not the ball, but like, who the hell is he getting hit in her role? Like, right, I, I, I agree. For those team routes, I would love for those team routes to go to like Irwin or somebody. Just yeah, yeah I agree with that. Because you need a little more athleticism than Wilcox has to make those plays. Yeah, Wilcox looks to me like the classic stiff backup tight end who blocks, like big, gonna, big body. Your goal line package you can put as your full. Yeah, back. I, yeah. You maybe maybe a tight end screen and he doesn't really he just follows the blocks and runs with his head and shoulders down <laughs> maybe yeah, something I think like he's that. a bad player for what his role is you know no, no, no. yeah i think he's good at his role yeah i just think i just I think in the starter role he's not going to be good role. at the starting yeah. tight end so yeah yeah i think yeah i think he's good for his role and i think it's an adequate fill and you just you don't want to pass to him as much as you pass to hearst which is you know you can you have depth now suddenly at the receiver position so you don't necessarily have to yeah. Um, I'm curious with the, see what they do with Devin Asiasi in this game. Because the whole reason they got him was he's a patch catching tight end. And this yeah, is a game you're probably going to need him. him. Yeah. yeah. I want to see more Does he even have a catch all year? I remember him getting targeted once on a deep ball. Yeah, he has no catches. No, yeah. He, well, here's your he chance, was, kid. He, yeah. He was he was a deadline – or he was a cut down day waiver claim and then came in hurt. So, like, I'm not I'm not surprised it's taken him a while to get going, but you do want to see more progress out of him. This is – like Tim said, I think this is the week that you want to see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be, you know, again, my total non-expertise opinion on no, my, like, is- lack of X's and O's in football knowledge. <laughs> You're an expert um, <laughs> it's gonna be fun i think that i think this is definitely the time they finally beat them um i just think the way they're rolling right now offensively is just too hard to stop and you know but the samaje mix and stuff is gonna be really unique i'm really curious to see how they handle those snaps yeah i think it should be closer to a split role than it was before but it's still mixon's job i think it should be like 65 35 70 30 something like that a split like that like close yeah. to 50 50, but still on the mix inside of more. P. Run. Yeah. He, P. Run is just so good as a pass blocker. Yeah. He's he one is. of the best pass blocking running backs in the NFL, for, in my opinion. Like I will say. He's so good at it. Uh, yeah. I definitely agree with you that there. I will say, I think Mixon could have done a hell of a job in that Chiefs game, too, because if you look, P. Ryan did have some nice holes in that game. He really, really did. And yeah. we talk about it all the time. Mixon struggles when he gets hit. Right at the line of scrimmage. If Mixon could get going and then then gets in the open field and then has to take a hit, he's pretty damn hard to tackle. It's just when Mixon gets yeah. hit early, he usually just goes down. He does he he struggles to break tackles at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's why I don't want to see a ton of runs to Miles Garrett's side of the field. Like if you're gonna load up heavy, you load up away from Miles Garrett and go that way. Because mm-hmm. you're right, that's what Mixon needs a little bit little bit of a head of steam to make those moves yeah and once he once he gets it he's as good as anybody but mm-hmm. he needs like he needs it <laughs> he needs it um yeah as far as like burrow against a secondary and against their d-line how do you think that matches up this weekend if, like our passing game is pretty much what i'm asking against their secondary yeah. 
if Jonah holds up better this time, like if Miles Garrett just gets like, you know, even a few less pressures, I think that really helps the yeah. the, the passing game because they've gotten a lot, a lot better at the quick game over the last month. Mm-hmm. And all due respect to Miles Garrett, he's not as good of like he's not as good with his hands in like picking off passes as the, or deflecting as the Steelers D line is. No. So I don't think that that'll be as much of an issue. It's still something you got to watch for, but I think it'll be less, less of a thing to, to look out for. So yeah. using that quick game, trying to, trying to get the ball out before Garrett beats Jonah, I think is going to be, I think they're going to have more success with this, this time. I don't think it'll be easier, but I think they'll have more success with it. Yeah. Just because they've dealt with it already and the O-line's playing better in general. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm really excited for this matchup, honestly. I truly am. I hope, I hope the Bengals can give Burrow a clean pocket, because if he has a clean pocket, I don't think this game should be even be in question, really. And yeah. uh, if, they, if the offensive line can play how, how they have the last few weeks, the Bengals should be good in this one. T. Higgins was limited in practice today. He'll he'll be fine, I think. Hopefully, it's hamstring though. <laughs> hamstring is the only part that worries me. Ugh. Says really, just says T Higgins, Sam Hubbard, good to go for Sunday. Six minutes. Okay, okay. But yeah, that's still that makes it tougher. But like the Bengals need to be more balanced offensively too. Like yeah. you can't you can't abandon the run game so quickly. They abandoned it before it was even a two possession game. On yeah. Halloween. You can't yeah, do they that. Completely abandoned it too. Like, okay. And like the Bengals are a good, you know, in shotgun and, you know, those between the tackles runs, they just, and Cleveland's not that great at defending those. It says, you just uh, need to just balance it. Yeah. It says, uh, Zach Taylor named Mixon as the starter. Well, I hope somebody who's been a hell of a running back for six years here wouldn't just get benched after a player had a good game. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I think, doesn't like really I said, mean anything in football, though. Besides, if you're like yeah. a quarterback, it does. But other than that, you know. Yeah, but like, still, I mean, P- yeah, but it's not like this is a younger first round pick option. This is an older it, it's, <laughs> option by a year, and yeah. it's not like. I think they're a little late on that. Didn't he say that like Monday? Like Mixon was still going to be the starter? It was one day ago. I was just reading it. I didn't say it was early, but, um, early, like breaking. I, yeah. just, I was reading it. Still. But yeah, I think people are forgetting. I think absolutely their role should be more balanced. Like should be closer yeah. to a 50-50 split. I do too, but I've been people saying forgetting that Mixon's last game. Well. Mixon's last game was against the, the Panthers, man. Yeah. Like he had five touchdowns in the last game that he played for the How, how early did he get knocked out against the Steelers? I like think it was first quarter. half. Yeah. yeah, early second quarter, I think. Yeah. So he I mean, yeah, you can't really judge what he did in that game off anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's difficult for sure. His last full game, he had the best rushing performance in the NFL this season. Yeah. Exactly. It, maybe not well rushing. He still had four touchdowns, 153 yards, and through the air, I mean, <laughs> four catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Like, you're not like, no. If he comes back from injury, he's starting. Like, that's, you don't sit that yeah. Big fan of uh, Joe Mixon that week in fantasy football. Was a big yeah. fan. Yeah, same. 
I'm a big fan of him most weeks this year. Even he's not scoring many touchdowns, but his receptions been racking him up this year. He's really stepped it's up true. in the receiving this year. Yeah, he's true. like running back seven on the year or something, and he's got like yeah, he's still been really good. Top seven. And he's he got one finish a lot better touchdown. than that. Yeah, I mean, four of his six rushing touchdowns came in one game. <laughs> yeah. Boy, it's a uh... <laughs> – Talk about a, a high and a low. Yeah. it's He'll get back to that. I think the Browns' rush defense isn't like some unstoppable force. Yeah, I think They're they just... definitely need to stick with the run this game. Um, yeah. Are you guys ready to get into your predictions for this game? Sure. Yeah. Tim, you want to go? Sure. All right, I'm going to go 28-24 Bengals. I just think that even though the Browns do all the things right, the Bengals do wrong, that firepower, everyone being back, is just going to be a big part, and I think uh, I think the defense is going to come with a pretty big play. I, I really do. I think uh, it might be a Hubbard sack on Watson. I don't know, but it's going to be fun. You got the Browns to cover then spreads at six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just too good of a matchup for the Browns. I just think the Bengals have more talent. Yeah, it's um, if I hadn't picked against the Bengals the last two weeks, I would be picking them, but since it seems to be working. I'll pick the Browns, <laughs> thirty-one to thirty. <laughs> I I think you did Just, take the Bengals against the Chiefs. I thought you did. No, I I took the Chiefs thirty-five thirty-one. Okay. All right, and then for me, I'm gonna go Bengals to cover. I'm gonna go thirty twenty-three. Um, yeah, like Tim said, I think the Browns are a really bad matchup for them. I just think this is too much talent, and they're clicking on all cylinders right now. A letdown in this game would be really disappointing. Um, just the way they've been playing as of late. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world if the Bengals do lose. It's not the end of the world by any means. We're still in pretty nice position to make the playoffs at least. It would hurt for the division. But uh, to make the playoffs, we're still in still in a nice spot. But uh, it, this win just – it means a lot, honestly, just so we don't go below 500 in the division. That would honestly suck. Being the – like, yeah. That, uh, yeah. I want to go at least 3-3 three and three in the division. So we got to win out. We start out 0-3. Got to win the last two. And, um, yeah, this is going to be a big one. I'm excited to watch. I know uh, all these guys are as well. But uh, this was all for Episode 30. I hope you guys did all enjoy. If you are new, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on all platforms at All Day Sensi. Uh, Tim, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much, my man. Of course, guys. Uh, follow me and Tim Daniel. Our ads are right there. We'll be at the Crosstown Shootout tomorrow covering the game. And, uh, yeah, uh, talk to you guys later.